0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're going to talk about where did this idea of retirement even come from? I mean, it's crazy. When I started this show back in 2016, it's because I personally was having a hard time with the idea of retiring. Now, although financially I can retire, I couldn't then, and so far I can't now. Just pull that trigger. Over the years, I've learned that, well, I'm not the only one, and I'm not sure if I should retire at all since I feel purpose in what I do, but there is a great feeling of knowing that I could at any time decide to no longer work for money, and it would be totally fine. Today's guest host is a content developer and a brand specialist. She actually works with businesses to create realistic content plans that help them grow and thrive. Now, you might be wondering what a content plan is because you're probably not in the internet marketing world. Basically, it's free information that helps people know what you know, and since once they know you, they might contact you, it's a great way to grow your business. Now, for example, this show. Although it didn't start out as a content plan because I don't actually talk about money, investments, or insurance, for example, this show, it didn't start out as a content plan because I don't really talk about insurance on this show, but people wind up finding out about what I do, and then when they need Medicare insurance, they reach out to me. So what Kristen does is she helps people really focus that type of activity Now, I met Kristen Eden on Twitter. She's got a lot of great ideas on retirement, so I'll be welcoming her to the show in just a minute. We're not going to be talking about content marketing in our four-part series. We'll be talking about a few different spiritual aspects of retirement. In the first of four episodes with Kristen, we'll explore where the idea even came from about retirement. That's the episode today we'll be talking about. In the second of four, next week's episode, we'll talk about why 85% of baby boomers are planning to work longer into their 70s and some of them even into their 80s. In the third of four episodes, we'll be discussing whether retirement is even a good idea at all. And lastly, in the fourth episode, we'll discuss how hiring older workers can improve your business. But before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. If you are signing up for Medicare for the very first time, you probably already know how confusing it can be. This step-by-step guide is absolutely free and will help you easily make the transition to Medicare. Get it free at MedicareQuick.com checklist. And best yet, I'm the founder of Medicare Quick, and I love helping people with their Medicare. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Kristen Edens, one of my favorite thought leaders on retirement. Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. But before we jump in, tell my listener how you got involved in helping people and businesses with their own thoughts on retirement.
1: <laughs> that well first of all Kathy hello and thank you for having me on your wonderful show and thank you to all your listeners for keeping your show active and going and and very popular so thank you for that. Thank you. So how did I get involved with helping people find what's next for them? Exactly. It was, it was through my own experiences and, and I, I followed the traditional path of life. And what I mean by that is, is, uh, went to high school, graduated very high because that was expected. Right. And, and then go to college right after call a uh, high school, get that first degree work, get a second degree work, and, and you just keep playing that game, playing that game. But I, I ran into uh, a little bit of problem is even even in uh, my bachelor, my undergraduate days, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Like but most of us. Like most of us. But it was expected. It didn't matter. You choose. And, and so here's the thing. My parents chose for me. But I... Oh. <laughs> I balked, I balked. It's like, I, I don't, my, my, both my parents are well-educated and they have a PhD and masters and all this stuff. And so they expected the same of their daughter. And that was the pattern. And dad wanted me to go a sciency route. Mom wanted me to go a health route. I wanted to write, but but Kathy both my parents and well-meaning relatives were saying, "There's no money in writing. Don't do that. You need make writing your hobby. You want right. something, you know, money." So what'd and, you do? Oh, I fought with Dad for two and a half years as an undecided uh, college student, and Dad was ready to kill me. <laughs> and and he he uh, sat me down and said you have a week to decide or you're out of college. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: Don't tell me. You became a science writer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm getting to that. It was such a long and involved process, but I'll I'll try to condense the story. But what happened was I came back a week later and said, okay, and remember, dad wanted me to go a science route. Mom wanted me to go to a health route. I decided to become sports management. A major That's not in- even anywhere near any
0: of those things.
1: <laughs> oh, it gets better. It gets better. And so they didn't know what it was, and I had to produce uh, 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 career aspects and, and income projections and growth potential, and, and finally got mom and dad on board with that, and eventually ended up getting a master's degree in exercise physiology, wow. but- the thing is, is it took me 10 years to find a job wow. in, in my co- chosen career path. And I'm thinking, oh, so stress. It was stressful. And how am I going to follow the game of life and retire successfully and da 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 Yeah, how does that bring you to where you are now? Well, what happened was while I was trying to get this job, I was writing because that's always what I wanted to do anyways. And one thing led to another. And I realized I eventually did get a job working in a clinical setting in a hospital, but I realized I loved writing. And so that's gonna be, even before side gig became a term, Mm -hmm. that was my side gig. And I was working towards, okay, here's this job. But I'm working towards this side gig with the goal to eventually and secretly, I wasn't going to tell my
0: parents
1: (laughs) that I'm going to become a writer full time. And that's what's going to take me to the end of my days. Well, then all of a sudden, bam, 2008, 2009 hits. And I realize this is not where I want to be. There's more to life. And I can't count on the game of life playing
0: me right. What were so, you doing back then in 2008?
1: 2008, I was working at a hospital in a cardiac rehab and physical therapy department. So
0: you were doing that for all those years? and For eight years. Right. I got a job, yes. And then in 2008, we had the downturn in economy. So is that when you started writing full-time?
1: Uh, I had started writing full-time about three years prior to that. But it was just just... I- anything I'm but sorry. you were
0: still working
1: oh yeah I was still working it was my side gig my my hospital job was my full-time well it was a full, part-time job the writing was the side gig
0: okay and so I, yeah okay great yeah. and now you don't work in the hospital anymore right no okay no. and you've actually become a thought leader in retirement so how did how did that happen that's another interesting story
1: is that once I quit my hospital job, again, a very tumultuous, tumultuous time for the entire country, I also divorced. Mm-hmm. I also moved across the country with the intent to start a new life over as myself. No more of this baggage of playing the game of life and all this crap. And so I started off with a basic copywriting business, but through the process and everybody else going through a lot of the job issues and insecurities, which we'll get to in our episodes, is I found my people. And those people were those who were over 40, over 50, over 60 in my similar situation. So all of a sudden we're Underemployed, we're unemployed, we're dealing with a lot of family issues. The family unit is coming back together. And, and then the sandwich generation, which I talk a lot about, is and that is people our age, and it could go be anywhere from 30s and up, caring for adults, for our parents, ourselves and our partners, and our children or our grandchildren. And as I saw that building and those people rallying around, and I I started to blog about it, and then what happened was people will go, this is amazing, Chris. How, How did you do it? Teach me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. And so that's what led to where I am now, because people needed those answers. People wanted to hear how I managed, how I survived, because I was living it.
0: Okay, so you said that people wanted to learn how you did what you do. Does that mean that they wanted to learn how to start writing or they wanted to learn how to start over?
1: They wanted to learn how to start over. So what that meant was going from where they were to something new. So just like I worked this job, they wanted to see, they wanted to learn how to do what I did, which is go somewhere completely different and start new And build a new life or a new, as they call it, a second act. And and they wanted to hear my stories. And so that's what attracted people to learn more, to want to know more, to hear more stories about how to make that possible.
0: That's awesome. Because that's, Mm -hmm. as you know, it's some of the things that we talk about on this show. Um, So let's get into the article. And that is where did the idea of retirement even come from? Um, let's see, who is the author of this article? Let's see, where did retirement come from? His name is... Uh, Mike Drake or Mike Drack? I'm not sure how I to pronounce that.
1: Neither am I. I think it's Mike Drack, but he has a website called Victory Lap Retirement, and he's he's one of my people. He He's not one of my protege, I would call it, but He's again, another one that had all those changes come along and decided, you know what, there's something beyond this. And so I've known him for a little while through Twitter. And I saw this article and I thought, oh my gosh, this, because I was curious too, where did this theory of retirement come from? And why is it the gold standard? But that gold standard was just such for such a brief period of
0: time that it, it is no longer applicable well i thought it was interesting that retirement started in 1881 1881 in prussia right i mean how right. how interesting was that i don't know i just i just thought that that was really interesting and that it was based on the, the retirement that we have here in the United States. Now, are you in the U.S.? Or are you in Canada? Where are you? I, I'm i in
1: St. Oh, Louis. that's
0: right. You're in the U.S. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused. No worries. Um, and this is an interesting statistic that when our social security system was put in place, life expectancy for men was... 58, And for women was 62. And I actually verified that on the socialsecurity.gov website. Mm -hmm. You can just go to www.ssa.gov slash history slash life expect.html. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But yeah. Can you believe that? Women only lived to 62, and men lived to 58, and they made the Social Security retirement age at 65. Yep, (laughs) yep. We weren't supposed to live that long. That's probably
1: why they made it that age, so that eh, it's not going to be that much of a financial burden on them, or us for the most part.
0: But, boy, we changed that. (laughs) No kidding, because now with modern technology you know we're living longer and longer and yeah so so he talked about in the article how like you just said they weren't even expecting to pay anything i mean think about it if social security now was similar in the concept to social security then you wouldn't even start receiving it till you're like 85 mhm
1: can yep. you imagine
0: the backlash if they move the retirement age to 85 <laughs> What do you think would happen if they moved the Social Security retirement age to 85?
1: Well, we already know what's happening with them considering it at 70, 71 or 72. And a lot of people are, are. well, what it comes down to is people are realizing they can't rely on those those services and those things that our parents and our grandparents relied on. So that's why... In the last few years, there's been this massive shift of I'm going to take care of myself and not really fully retire on re- rely on 401ks, uh, pensions or social security.
0: It's going to fall on me. Well, so, that used to th- that <clears> used <throat> to be the three legged stool, right? The social security, right. pensions, and re- and your own savings. But right. pen- nobody has a pension anymore unless you work for the government.
1: Nope.
0: And um, you know, people lost a bunch of money in their four oh one K plans and then what they do when they lose money is they, they move it all to cash and then they lock in all those losses. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. I used to see that all the time when I was working in finance. But yeah, it's it's hard. And then what about you know, when you the idea of retirement, I think he said in the article that people people won't hire people that are older. So you're kind of forced out once you you hit a certain age. I mean, I've heard so many people tell me that after they hit the age of 50, they can't get a job. And you you don't get your social security till you're 65. So what do you do? I mean, come on.
1: Well, the last 10 years have proven to be very, very fascinating in, in the change of mindset in the society, in employers and corporations and such. So 10 years ago layoffs and early retirements, forced retirements were just rampant and then it, it just turned anybody over 50 boom they were out with with okay, here's a small retirement early retirement bonus, but it was not enough. but as as we all know that there was this massive concern and, and unemployment and what's going on and what are we gonna do And then these people realized, I can no longer rely on that three-legged stool. I've got to rebuild the stool myself. So how's that going to happen? Finding the side goods, doing freelance, entrepreneurship. And so, and then still the job hunt. And now people are coming to realize, and that's in some of the other articles we're going to discuss, is that employers are realizing, wait a minute, there's a lot of wisdom and experience and knowledge that these people can bring us and now we're coming back to it to yeah. offer
0: the flexibility I think you're right yeah mm-hmm. but there is still a lot of it out there i mean i was talking yes i think it was yesterday to uh, one of my medicare she was she's not a client yet but she's currently working and she's 66 i think maybe 67 and she works for a law firm and so, of course, she's not on Medicare yet because she's got you know, she's got a really great medical plan at work. And she said that the only reason why she's thinking about retiring is because the person that hired her is probably going to leave. And she said where she works that if you're over 50 and the partner leaves, you're going to be out of there in three months. And the reason is because the people that are older are making, you know, they've worked there for a while, and they're making more money. And the firm can save a lot of money if they get rid of you and bring on a 25-year-old who's making a third or half of what you're making. So even though that new person is probably going to take longer to get things done on it, isn't that funny how they, they're they penny-wise and pound-foolish, like I would say? You know, you're paying less per hour but probably right. more in the long run, because it's going to take somebody longer because they don't have the same experience as you.
1: And and that is just part of the old mindset. We're living with old mindsets from our parents and our grandparents day, and m- moving towards or now we're full into it, that that just doesn't work. We need the flexibility, we need the variation of multi-generational workplaces and and workforces and because we're to the point where we need all that we need the tech knowledge that digital nativeness which is very popular with the younger but we also need
0: the wisdom and the experience and the dedication and how to deal with people face to face (laughs)
1: yes yes oh my gosh oh that that's something i read about all the time and 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 the older generations have that ability where the younger ones are just put your, your device down and look me in the eyes. Right.
0: (laughs) But it's a different culture, a different world. So yeah, the, I love the idea of multi-generational. I mean, that's obviously a, a hot topic right now, not just in our world, but also in assisted living. They are trying to bring the old and the young together, and, and they've done some studies where it helps both mm-hmm. generations, you know, all the generations when you have different ideas from different generations coming together and, and talking, so.
1: Right, right. Oh, that's a whole other area of interest to me is how to combine that to just, it, it just so better unifies our society. But that's, Oh, that's another hot topic of mine.
0: Right. Right. Hey, before we end the show, I just wanted to, um, I, we did a little bit of research and found out a couple of things and that is disadvantages of working longer of, of, uh, not retiring. And that is that if you're not passionate about your work or if you're working in a job that's physically demanding or stressful, the idea of continuing work is not very pleasant, you know, and if you're working in a physical, physical job, it might not be possible. You know, if you're a construction worker, or if you're, even if you're a waitress, beyond a certain age, you know, when those sort of uh, aches and pains start coming, it can be more difficult. And, Older workers can make it more difficult for the young to get their foot in the door, you know, if they're not retiring. So these are some sort of disadvantages. Also, if you receive Social Security benefits before full retirement age, there is a significant penalty. And if you receive Social Security benefits while you're still working, there's a penalty if you're not full retirement age now, for me, full retirement age is sixty seven and I know it is like you mentioned earlier it's it's getting longer and longer over time. I don't know if it's seventy yet right i don't I don't think it is
1: I don't think it is, but right now it has not been established at precisely seventy, but the wisdom is wait until seventy right that because way- you get
0: an eight percent raise every year. And, yeah you know so you might as well that's that's basically regardless of when i retire i won't be receiving my social security till i'm 70 so anyway yeah so i just wanted to let the listeners know that there is a another episode that you might want to go to that relates to this and that is the episode what to do after retirement because if you you know, maybe you're thinking about retiring, maybe you're not, but the episode rockyourretirement.com slash podcast slash what to do after retirement might help you with that. Let me just pull that episode up and I'll tell you who the guest was. The guest was actually one of our listeners, Steve Cousins, and he came on the show to tell us what he's doing. And one of the things where he not running away from something, but running towards something. And that's kind of what Kristen talks about, you know, finding your passion and running to that, whether that's paid work, or maybe not. So Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show. How can our listeners contact you if they want more information about what you do? I would say the best
1: way to reach me would be go to my website at kristenedens.com. And that's spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N-E-D-E-N-S
0: dot com. Great. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you co-hosting with me for these four episodes. So for the listener, we appreciate your coming in and listening. And we'll see you next week on Rock Your retirement. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes one through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to, and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to, or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the rock your retirement show. And that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So If you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to lead podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review, whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course we're shooting for those five star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it. It's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.